Hello, everybody. Welcome to a different episode of the Cologne Podcast. That's right. What is it? We're dubbing it Fragrance Philosophy. I like that. Mike came up with it, so I'll give him all the credit. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm awesome. <laughs> he just turned around and said, hey, what about Fragrance Philosophy? I'm like, yeah, sure, cool. <laughs> Every once in a while, inspiration strikes, Ryan. When it does, just got to reach up in the air and grab it. <laughs> so, this episode is more of, we're kind of having some... We were, well, they were inner dialogue, but now it's like some outward thoughts now. We're basically going to rehab a conversation that Ryan and I sat here laboring just to ourselves. Yeah. And we thought, let's see if the listeners want this type of content. Yeah. Guys, if you hate it, be sure to email <laughs> the Cologne Podcast at gmail.com and let us know. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> yeah. But if you do like it, let us know so that we can do more content like this. Less episodic, more of a here's what we think, here's how we're growing as fragrance enthusiast or whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're really not wanting to be like every typical fragrance review. we don't want to be douchebags okay yeah there you go i just feel like everybody's too i don't know articulate for me i feel like a majority of people are really like us like they're just regular people that want to go out and smell good and that was honestly the initial intent and that's why we're having this conversation right because now that i've smelled Raja Dove. Right. Me, my third eye is opened up and now I'm like, I get it, man. <laughs> yeah. So the conversation we're going to have today is basically if you've been following us from day one, yeah. you pretty much have been with us on this journey from the very beginning. For real. Our first picnic we had out there on the lawn where we busted <laughs> out 20 different fragrances and smelt those. Yeah. That happened just a few days short of episode one. Yeah. So you guys have been with us as we've experienced new colognes. Of course, in our own free time, we've been obsessing in different ways. Yeah. But as we've interacted with these different fragrances, we've grown yeah. in a way to appreciate different types. And so if you've looked at our format, typically what we try to do is we'll do a cheap one. Yeah. We'll do a designer one. Then we'll do a niche fragrance mm -hmm. just to kind of cover the bases, yeah. you know. But there are two definitions of designer and niche. Okay. So basically, there are the actual technical terms, which is a designer fragrance comes from a company that does more than just fragrances. Correct. So Tom Ford, even the private blends, stuff like that, that's technically a designer fragrance because Tom Ford makes more than colognes, more than perfumes, makes suits, jackets, shoes, whatever. Movies. Yes. Everything. <laughs> Same with... Chanel, Gucci, and fill in the blank, right? Yeah. You go to a department store, those are designers. Yeah. Then you have niche companies that all they do is make fragrances. Yeah. Those are the Creed's and the Mason Francis Kirk Jensen. <laughs> Which, by the way, is not three first names. Yeah. I believe it was Maison or whatever is actually means house. A listener let us know that we sent it. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and we gratefully appreciate this type of feedback. And honestly. Agree. And we agreed. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. We are not believing that we are something great by being able to use our noses. Yeah. If we get something wrong, which we're inevitably going to time and time again. Yeah. 
we're just a couple of normal dudes that are learning to appreciate the artistry behind what it takes to make some of these fragrances that we really love. Yeah. So that being said, there's that definition, right? Which is the designers over here and then the niche guys that only make fragrances. That's all they do. Yeah. But then there's also the terminology I think you and I use more, which is designer is more mass appealing, leaning fragrances. And then niche fragrances are more of the ones that are, it takes a little bit longer to appreciate, takes a little bit more mathematics to break it down and understand exactly what's going on. Yeah. So I would smell something like Black Orchid or fucking fabulous or something by Tom Ford that's on their private blend stuff and say that's more niche. Yeah. Even though technically it's designer. So just understand that whenever we have this conversation, we're talking about that. That is our little disclaimer that we may label things as niche that are technically designer brand. Yeah. And there may be things that we label as designer that may technically be a niche fragrance. Yeah. Because that's all they do. So throwing that out there, guys, we know we are not infallible in any way. <laughs> We're a couple of yahoos from East Texas that are sniffing stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's the simplest way to put it. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So I feel like for you, it was Tom Ford. Right. We both were wearing kind of like Victor and Ross fucking Spice, Spice Bomb. Bomb. Yep. And maybe Versace Dylan Blue and Giorgio Armani Aquadigio. Yeah, John Paul Gutierre. Yeah, or Gutier as the listeners like to correct. <laughs> right. And that, those were kind of like our main fragrances. We would probably buy one at a time and we'd wear that till it wore out. And maybe the next one would be something different. You know, right. we weren't really ever like changing things up on a daily. Like I think some people for years have been kind of ahead of the game and doing, which we haven't been doing. Yeah. Right now we may be actually just now dipping our toe into the water of technically collecting. Yeah. Because you grow to appreciate one fragrance and then you're like, oh, I want a bottle of that yeah. just to have it, yeah. to support the house that made it, yeah. to have it so that when you're feeling froggy one day, you may wear it. And so then you get a couple of bottles in. I mean, if I took a picture of what I have right now, it is technically all designer. Yeah. I don't have a single niche fragrance. Now I have some Tom Ford, yeah. but by definition, those are designers. Now the smells, I would say, are more on the niche vein. I think they are. I think it qualifies to me, in my opinion, as something niche. Sure. Yeah. I'm just saying there's going to be someone out there who actually knows more than we do that, oh, will, yeah, that sure. will argue, hey, guys, this is technically sure. a designer brand, even though you keep saying niche. But I'm going to continue to use it that way just because yeah. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> what was it about Tom Ford to you that like just really made you go, it changed your mind about fragrances? We kind of talked about it in the Tom Ford episode, but basically, whenever I smell ombre leather yeah i was like this doesn't smell like a cologne this is something else yeah this is like a disguise right yeah like whenever i put it on i felt like i was telling a story yeah as silly as that sounds no i was like man there's something to this whenever i wear a certain shirt and i put this certain thing on i'm creating a vibe yeah you know 
And it's not just, hey, Mike smells good. Because at this point, some people may hate ombre leather and smelling good is different than smelling clean now. Yeah. And some people will go, man, tires smell good. <laughs> you know, gasoline smells good. Fresh cut grass smells good. Yeah. Pull that out of context and spray it on your body. And if you smell like fresh cut grass, some people are going to appreciate that because they really love that smell and yeah. have a memory attached to it. Some people are going to go, this guy smells like he's been doing lawn work all day. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Whenever I smelled ombre leather, which was originally in their private blends, and then it became part of their signature line, which is designer. Yeah. You know, you can go to nearly Walgreens and get it now. Yeah. But in 2016, this was something that it was like, we're making a more palatable Tuscan leather because Tuscan leather is fucking leather. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So having that, it was like, man, it smells great. It smells like leather. There's like a woodiness and a, like some sort of fruit vibe in there. Yeah. All different kinds of things going on, like a floral thing. Yeah. And when you smell it, it's like, it doesn't smell clean, but to me, it smells good or interesting. Yeah. I think you hit it. I think it's interesting. And that's what I liked about smelling the Tom Ford too. And you really got into Tom Ford. You got a bunch of samples. And I mean, this guy was like yeah. coming in every day, smelling like something different. <laughs> yeah. And there's some that he's put on. Actually, my favorite ones you put on so far is, was it the Noir de Noir? Yeah. Man, I can't put my finger on it, but it's like, it's not taking, I mean, obviously it's a fragrance, but. Sure. It is something so different and so it's loud in a soft way, but it was like just there. I was like, man, this smells so incredibly good. Yeah. Like the reason why I love that smell is because, and don't get this twisted. Yeah. I was not a huge fan of my grandfather. He was not a very good man, but yeah. I remember as a child smelling yeah. his chewing tobacco. Yeah. I remember at one time even trying to taste it <laughs> and it was like, oh my God, it feels like I just put a bee in my mouth, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like stinging and weird, you know, yeah. this was as, as a young kid, but it was just a smell that I was around yeah. my whole life. Yeah. And then, so I'm not saying like, I'm like, I have this great fondness for that tobacco smell, but it reminds me of that. Yeah. It's like a comfortable scent to be in. Because yeah. I was around it for so long. More like a scent memory. Yes. It takes you back. Right. It's not this scent that's like you're going out there to attract people. It's just the memory associated with some of the stuff. Sure. And then when you wear that, if you wear it often enough and around a person often enough, yeah. then that becomes tethered to you. Yeah. In a way, and they go, wow, that reminds me of Mike. Yep. Just like there are certain people that clean with a certain soap their whole life, right? Yeah. And then you smell that soap or something that reminds you of that soap. You don't think, oh, this reminds me of Irish Spring. Yeah. You think that reminds me of so-and-so. Yeah, I agree. And for me on this end, it's kind of funny. Like my mind was opened up a little bit when yeah. I smelled Creed Aventus for the first time because everybody talks about it. It's probably the most talked about fragrance out sure. there. And I'm not saying that to be sarcastic about it, but it, it's a horse that's been beaten to death. Sure. And then, you know, probably set on fire. <laughs> yeah. But for niche fragrances, it's pretty mass appealing. It is. And so it almost fits into what our mind would say is a designer fragrance. It does. And then when we smelled it, I remember being like, man, I've never thought fragrances could smell like that. So that was like when my mind was kind of chipped away a little bit. Yeah. I still was going back and going, man, I love 
Aqua Di Armani, which I still do. I still love designer fragrances. Don't sure. get me wrong. I'm not like turning into like some like fraghead collecting like these high end <laughs> stuff. I'm broke. Which I can't. again, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that no. either. If you're doing that, look. If I had a million dollars, yeah, I probably have way more than I should. Oh, for Colons, sure, for you know? sure. So there's nothing against guys, and we're not immediately labeling someone who's a cologne collector as a douchebag. No, we're not. We're not. What we're more saying is we feel like there are certain gatekeepers that in the fragrance community that make it feel like you don't belong. Exactly. If you don't know what iris root is or whatever, you know, which again, I just, I don't know if I made that up or if that's an actual thing, (laughs) but- that being said, there are certain people that make you feel like you don't belong because you can't immediately smell a fragrance and break down the top, middle, and base notes without looking at the page, you know? Yeah, where me and you were like, man, smells similar to Play-Doh, and it's amazing. You yeah, know what I'm exactly. Like, we're very basic. Yeah. And I, and I like that about our approach to it. Because sure. I don't, first off, I know me and you very well enough, <laughs> Yeah, is that we're never going to claim to be experts in this, ever. It okay. wouldn't matter. Ten years from now, I'll never be an expert in it. Sure. You but, might not be. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, kind of going a little bit forward here, then I got the Roger Dove stuff in the other day. Right. And I waited to smell it explicitly with you. Right. And for me, and you may not have the same experience, but for me, then it's like, man, I could smell the artistry in this. Yeah. The quality in this. Not only that, but I felt like you were primed for it. Yeah. You had been watching the videos, like knowing you, Ryan, I've known you for a <laughs> decade now or more, that- I could tell that was the glass break moment for you. It was. Where you were like, okay, it's not just about the smell. Yeah. There's more to it than that. There really is, man. And when I'm smelling some of these, without going into crazy detail, because I know they're going to be in episodes later on, but some of them take me back. And there's some stuff you were wearing of Tom Ford. It took me back to like the 80s as a kid. I remember my grandmother having a certain soap in her bathroom, and it, it was a more of a vintage smell. Sure. Some of these kind of have that. And this definitely has that with me with, with the Roger Dove stuff. It's like there's a quality to whatever he's using to make this. Yeah. It's layered. It's taking you somewhere. It starts off here. It ends there. And the quality is so incredible to me. It's almost, and I'm not knocking designer because I'm still going to wear it because it's sure. what I can afford one. But I love some of the smells. But to me, when I'm smelling this, it's not even comparing apples to apples when I'm smelling designers. It's on a whole nother level because this is all they know. Right. This is all he knows. And to know the passion that he has behind it, it's like there's levels to this. Yeah. That I'm not experiencing with any designer fragrance at all. It's almost insulting to put something like that on after wearing this. And But that's not to knock sure. it. It's just to say the level of quality that I'm sensing and I smell and I feel when I'm putting that on. Maybe instead of using the word quality, let's use the word complexity. Thank you. Yeah. The thing is, these designer companies, we kind of talked about this in the Mont Blanc episode. Yeah. These companies hire perfumers, yeah. much like Raja Dove. Yeah. To make the scents for them, the fragrances for them. But when they go to make them, I'm sure they're saying, hey, we're going to have to make compromises on this end and that end for mass production and mass acceptance. Yeah. Whereas a niche fragrance, they can go, I don't care if only 15 people buy this thing. This is a work of art. It is. And we'll just make a more limited amount and it will cost even more money. 
Yeah. But with a designer, I'm sure the perfumers who are incredible people are put with inside parameters yeah. that they have to stick to. Yeah. It might be a good payday and no shame in that either. Sure. And that's when we you smell a smell and you go, man, this smells like so-and-so brand's thing. And that's, yeah. you know, you could probably do a little digging and see it's probably the same perfumer yeah. that has created. That's why there is that house smell, especially for the niche fragrances where you're like, you can smell a little bit of the perfumer in every one of the fragrances that they're creating because they sure. kind of go about it the same way. To tell you how much, and I'm not going to beat this to death. I know Mike's probably hating me, keeps bringing it. I keep bringing it up, but not at all to say how much that I've been obsessing with this Roger Dove brand or him in general. Sure. You had even talked about a few weeks back about, man, wouldn't it be interesting to like build a make your own fragrance? But then I started getting into this and not that I pushed that aside like it was whatever, you know, I thought that was interesting, but I didn't really like heavily go into it because I wasn't to your level yet how Tom Ford had kind of opened up your mind. This is where Roger Dove has opened up my mind and then seeing his videos where he shows how he's making a scent and it's something that may take a week it may take a year right because he kind of has to let it age and stuff but then seeing his master perfumery kit that he has a travels with we counted it it's like eight yeah. shelves with 30 something odd essential oils on it he has his own perfumery alcohol he has this little fan that he attacks these little cardboard things to and he's scenting and creating this thing he's painting a picture right there at the table yeah to where it opened up my mind and seeing the passion behind it i'm like obsessed with it, like to the point to where I want my own little perfumery organ yeah. and to just be able to concoct something that's for me or right. for whoever. I don't know, but it just, it's interesting. It's painting something. It really is. And yeah. that's why I feel like if I buy this, which I'm going to, it's like I'm buying an art piece. Right. And so I'm obsessed with it right now. Yeah. And the beautiful part about it is art, but it also has like a shelf life or it has an expiration date. Yeah. And not because in the bottle it has an expiration date, but every time you enjoy it, you lose a little bit of it. Yeah. It's like life, man. Yeah. If you really go out and enjoy the day, you enjoyed it, but yeah. it's one day off the calendar. You don't get it back. Mm -mm. There's something beautiful about it. There really is, man. I'm super passionate about it. I know I said it in the previous episode, and I didn't really go into detail, but you know, me and you, you were raised by your grandmother. I was raised by my mother. So we lost our, our moms, basically. Yeah. And, uh, Very close to each other. It really close. And we lost them in 2019. And to see Roger Dove, to know that his... I guess his story begins with his mother tucking him into bed and him smelling that. And then to know that decades later, he made a fragrance called A Good Night's Kiss, I believe is what it's called. And by the way, it's incredibly pricey to the point I will never be able to smell it. Okay. <laughs> We're talking like a thousand or more. It's like $1,600 for like a little 50 ml. Yeah. But he talked about just in a 30 second spot about how proud he was of making this fragrance kind of like paying homage to his mother and it was the most personalized thing he's ever made and i sensed it literally watching it 30 seconds got me teary-eyed because i know how much i cared about my mom right but uh so i'm like so inspired by this yeah kind of same way and i told you we were kind of talking after mother's day yeah and i was like my grandmother's birthday hit very close yeah. to Mother's Day. So those are like a couple of hard days to hit at one time. You yeah. know, like they kind of hit back to back and it's tough. Yeah. And so the one thing I enjoyed about having this is that just to let you guys in, my grandmother 
her love language or however you want to call it her she was just a servant at heart yeah and she um she would cook and that's how she loved her family man she loved making meals she loved making desserts yeah all these sweets dude that's probably why i got a sweet tooth but (laughs) when i was having a really rough couple of days i was telling you i was like man the one thing and it sounds so goofy. But the one thing that really kind of gave me a little bit of solace was going in, in my closet, I have my little shelf with my clones and fragrances and stuff on it. Yeah, And I would just go in and smell the sweet fragrances of those and just kind of in that moment, appreciate the life that my grandmother had. And, you know, and they just reminded me of her. That was kind of that thing. You know, that's why I love these sweet fragrances. Um, even the one I really like right now, Noir Extreme by Tom Ford, is based on like a dessert. Yeah. You know, this like, it's supposed to be like a pistachio type ice cream or something that's kind of based <laughs> on or whatever. Yeah. But there's that sweetness to it. Noir de Noir has this like rich chocolatey note yeah. along with the tobacco. So it's almost like speaking, like, especially just, you know, I remember my childhood. I can smell the tobacco. I can smell the sweets, you know, I, yeah. can, I can still taste the chocolate cake that my grandmother used to make. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So that type of stuff is really strong for us, you know, these scent memories and these things. So, yeah, I know like once you find something that resonates in your heart with this is not just about smelling good or picking up the chicks or whatever exactly it's more than that it's deeper than that it really is and all of my adult life and pretty much teenage life but all of my adult life has been wearing fragrances to attract people in yeah and this has been something like where i'm like i don't give a rat's ass if somebody likes it or not yeah i'm gonna wear it i'm really going to enjoy it and understand what i'm wearing yeah and so i do kind of get it now with these other people maybe they explain it better than us too but it's like i get it i understand kind of a little bit where they're coming from but but man i just i'm blown away by this and it's just it's a whole new world the game has literally been changed right in front of my eyes yeah instant and for us, it's only just begun. Again, yeah. some of you guys listening are probably a lot further along in the process and in the journey than yeah. we are. And so we try to be pretty adamant about making light of it, but we're not experts. We are enthusiasts. Yeah. That's kind of where we want to be. And so that's what we've really grabbed a hold of and saying, if you're listening to us, we love you, we appreciate you, and we want you to know we're trying to be as inclusive as possible yeah. in this because we understand it's not just about knowing the breakdown of a fragrance yeah. or knowing the top 10 panty droppers or <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Which again, there's nothing wrong with that. I love colognes that can inspire, you know, people <laughs> to think I'm more attractive. I, yeah. I want those. For sure. You know, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with designer fragrances that have sex appeal. Yeah. Every day I wake up, I try to go, man, how can I make myself a little sexier today? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So there's nothing wrong with that. But we definitely want to at least extend out to you guys as listeners that everybody's welcome in this. And you're allowed to have a different opinion. You can hate niche fragrances. There are some that I do, (laughs) you know, and Ryan and I disagree all the time on a fragrance. You may love it. I may hate it. I may love it. You may hate it. And that's okay because at the end of the day, it's really about what turns your crank, baby. Yeah, it is. And that's why we keep having conversations about like Creed Aventus. It's like personally, the performance on it 
is really lackluster, but I love it so much. And on top of that, a lot of women say that they're not really a fan of it. Right. But at the same time, we keep asking that question, like, what if I want to just wear it for me? Sure. And that's really kind of where I'm getting at. And that's why I'm like, I'm not afraid. Of course, I don't own a bottle of Creed Aventus, neither does Mike. Right. But we've bought a couple of sample packs, and we always make sure to put that one in there. Yeah. So I've got two or three laying around. So every now and then, I'm like, I'm going to feel good about sure. myself. And I am and I lather up in it. Even ombre leather is still a tough fragrance to pull off. Yeah. It is not mass appeal. Yeah. People are going to love it. People are going to hate it. And that was the designer response to Tuscan leather, which is even more leathery. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like some people are going to love that. Some people are going to hate that. Yeah. And sometimes it's okay just to enjoy it for yourself. I agree. And that was kind of like the reason why we thought about kind of talking this out in front of everybody. It's like you said, we want you to come on this journey with us. And I'm telling you, we haven't even scratched the surface of this. We've got a list a mile long on a board behind Mike here yeah. of stuff that we want to smell that we personally have not smelled before. Right, yeah. So this is all new to us. We're literally spending way more money than we should on samples, <laughs> you know, yeah. so that we can experience it. Yeah. And it's like this to you, but to me, it's like a day at the park when I get to go into even a department store and smell fragrances that I hear people talking about and go, yeah. oh man, I have been wanting to smell that. Yeah. Or a new fragrance that comes comes out by a line that you already like and you're like, oh, you know, the problem is with most of these niche fragrances is they're not in department stores and no. very few are in boutiques unless it's by that house Yeah, to where the only way to smell them is to go to myfragrancesamples.com <laughs> and place an order. Look, if he's writing you checks, you better be cutting me some. Because, <laughs> man. Uh, but I will say, I went through them to get some stuff before, too. And yeah. I really am pleased with what I've been getting from them. Sure. Yeah. We, we are not endorsed by Not. Way. I wish we were. Um, <laughs> but I will say, we. I only keep bringing it up because I've... Look, I've spent money with micro perfumes. I've spent money on testers from fragrancenet.com. I've yeah. gone through a bunch of different people who decant these out. And the reason why I keep bringing up this site, mostly jokingly, but also to let you as a listener know, it's one of the best ones we've experienced. Yeah. Because the prices are cheaper. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, the prices are cheaper there. And the guy who runs that is pretty generous about including at least an extra sample or two that you didn't pay for. Yeah. That you might might be interested in. Yeah. And he did that with mine. And on top of that, actually, and it wasn't his fault or their fault. I don't know who runs it, but my first thing that I ever got from them, it actually showed delivered to another state, but it wasn't their fault. It was uh, actually the, the postal service. Right. And he said, Hey, I called immediately because I noticed that a couple of my packages were showing this for people that have bought from them. And he said, it should correct itself in the next day. And it did. But my the response for them was instantaneously. So yeah, I'd have to say customer service-wise, it's been really good for me. Yeah, I keep plugging them just because when you go and listen to some of the other guys, yeah, it's almost like you feel like, I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. And I feel like in a weird way, by telling you where we're getting stuff, you at least know if you want to give it a shot, you know where we're doing it, yeah. you know where we're going to get it. Yep. We're not getting any special cuts or deals or anything nope. like that. This is straight out of our own pocket. We don't get any sort of- Kickback. Yeah. Nothing, nothing like that. It's just honestly saying we've had a great experience with them. Yep. And if you're interested and in even trying some of the designer fragrances, he's pretty cheap on yep. all that stuff. You'd be surprised. 
surprised at how affordable it, it is to try a few different fragrances. And if you're obsessed like us, after a while, it's not affordable because you're dropping <laughs> way too much money Yeah, because you're making 15, 16 sample orders, you know? Yeah. I'll tell you what, buy us a coffee. That's a, hey, <laughs> we were waiting to plug that because I hate for us to ask for something from the listener without no. offering something in return. But if you have enjoyed what we're doing here and you do want to support us in any way, we do have a buymeacoffee.com page. Yeah. And it's just buymeacoffee.com slash cologne podcast, I think. Okay. So if you want to go on there, shoot us a uh, what would be the cost of a coffee and a nice <laughs> comment. We'd love to acknowledge you in one of the episodes. For sure. So I think this has been a pretty, for me, this has been kind of as the word cathartic in a way. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm like leaning back on one of those chairs, <laughs> talking to a guy I'm paying way too much for. <laughs> this was a good episode for me, man. I like that we were able to kind of get a little bit off our chest and explain kind of the things we're going through behind the scenes with this, man. Yeah. Here's the thing is when you're a guy and you get interested in these things, it's easy to poke fun at that. Yeah. It's easy to make this out to be a girly thing or whatever, which, I mean, who even cares about gender roles these days? Nobody. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, as far as it goes, people will go like, oh, you're into fragrances, huh? Loser. Yeah. Again, that's that's part of the thing, too, that we're trying to get rid of. It's like we're normal dudes. We got a day job, yeah. you know, but at night we're staying up late going to myfragrancesamples.com <laughs> and <laughs> plugging in our next order of niche fragrances to smell, yeah. you know. So, there's not, I mean, there's nothing wrong. You're among friends here being enthusiastic about shit that smells good. <laughs> Hey, and for real, write us at the Cologne Podcast at gmail.com because I've gotten a few messages where people are like, hey, you should really try this and that. And it's stuff I've never even, it's never even been close to on my radar. Right. I would have never known about it. Yeah. So, and like, that's why I keep saying we're only scratching the surface of this. And this is just the stuff we kind of know about. Yeah. Or hear about in circles. Man, it would be awesome to learn the stuff that we've, Never heard of. Like me stumbling across Roger Dove, I'm like, man, I'm glad that I fell into this. Yeah, that was never even on my radar till you brought it up. And yeah. then not only did we get to experience a couple of uh, great fragrances, but also just an interesting human being. For real. That puts a lot of positivity out into the world. That needs some. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's kind of where we're at. I yeah. mean, me and you have kind of off air, yeah. you know. <laughs> Just shown our concern for where is the love towards just fellow man, Yeah, you know? And so, if you're in the community, and look, there's going to be a lot of people that can point fingers at us and go, these guys are idiots. Yeah. <laughs> and they're right. <laughs> you know? We're not going to argue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, at least in our community, everyone's welcome and everyone's welcome to have their own opinion because yeah. believe me, me and Ryan are best friends. We're like brothers. <laughs> we argue constantly about stuff <laughs> in like a playful way. Yeah. We can have a difference of opinion. We yeah. do almost every single day. Every day. And somehow it's never an issue. Yeah. We just work it out. Most of the time. <laughs> we'll have to get into our five-minute late argument we had in the <laughs> in the truck ride that one time to a client. Yeah. That was our, that was our Waterloo moment or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> 
But, man, it's, this has been a fun one today, man. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Let us know. If you want more content like this, let us know uh, by shooting us an email or buying us a coffee and leaving it as a comment. <laughs> yeah. uh, let us know what type of content you really appreciate, and we want to make sure to put that out there for you. Again, thanks for listening to us, guys. We really do appreciate it. We've been shocked. <laughs> Yeah. By how fast it's kind of been growing. So it's I'm, kind of intimidating because we're seriously, we are nobodies. <laughs> we are absolutely nobodies. <laughs> I don't even think we have like a social presence at all. No, <laughs> we don't. Just be prepared to continue to see us do terrible at Instagram and Twitter and <laughs> Facebook and all that other stuff. Probably the thing we'll do best coming up will probably be Reddit because Ryan is like so plugged into that. Yeah. But I'm not on any social social media platform so i'm terrible at that stuff i'm on a few but i'm i'm like you i just don't have the will to be on there every day and trying to forcibly put stuff out you know yeah you know there's a lot of negativity out there so you know here we are in our happy little bubble yeah you know stuff that smells good (laughs) we really don't check the emails (laughs) (laughs) no No, we we definitely do we've gotten some emails but we can tell they've come from friends so (laughs) yeah just a couple of our friends know we do this (laughs) but yeah thank you guys so much and spray it up y'all there you go